0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 18, verses 15 through 18, and verses 25 through 27. This is where Peter denies Jesus, probably the low point of his story as we know it in Scripture. Chapter 18, verse 15 starts in the middle of Jesus being arrested and handed over to the high priest. Here's what it says. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest, but Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. So Jesus has been arrested. He's being brought into the court of the high priest. This would have been an enclosed area that was open to the sky, and it turns out that this other disciple, who most scholars believe is John himself, the one who's writing this gospel, John happens to know the high priest. It doesn't specifically tell us whether John knows Annas, who was actually formerly the high priest, but referred to as the high priest. We talked about that in our previous devotion. Or if John knows Caiaphas. But in either case, John has a connection which allows him to come into the inner court with Jesus. And then he goes out to bring Peter in with him. So they're both inside this inner court where Jesus is going to be questioned by the high priest and members of the Sanhedrin. Verse 17. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, "'You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you?' Peter said, "'I am not.' Now servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. So Peter was with them, standing and warming himself.' Now, we're going to skip ahead to verse 25 over the passage that we covered in our previous devotion. And here's where it picks up. Now, Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, so they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. Now, what's the significance of all this? Why is all this detail in the text? In order to understand this, we need to remind ourselves of what was back in John chapter 13. Let me read verses 36 through 38. You can go back and hear a devotion about this. This is when Jesus is telling his disciples about where he's going to go, how all this is going to go down. In verse 36, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. So here we see the fulfillment of that prophecy, that prediction by Jesus. Peter does indeed deny him three times just before the rooster crows, and that's the reason this detail is here, to show that A, Jesus' prediction came true, and B, Peter isn't as big of a stud as he thinks he is. And I said at the beginning that I think this is probably the low point of Peter's spiritual life, at least as far as what we know from Scripture. And there's a lot that we can learn from Peter and from this that will hopefully keep us humble, keep our... egos in check today. Full disclosure for me, Peter is my favorite disciple, and he has some brilliant moments recorded in Scripture where he steps up and just nails it. I want to share a few of them with you, and you can go back and hear devotions on these as well. This is from Matthew 16. Jesus is walking with his disciples, and he asks them, who do people say that the Son of Man is? His disciples said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not only is Peter's answer spot on, but Jesus asked the question to the group of disciples. Peter's going to step up and answer it with confidence, and that's Peter. Here he is in John 6, verse 66. This takes place after some people who were following Jesus fall away from Jesus because his teachings are too difficult for them. Verse 66 says, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Again, Jesus is asking a general question to the group of disciples. Peter steps up. Up and answers it confidently, boldly, and he is exactly right. He just nails it. Good work, Peter. Peter has a lot of great attributes, and we can see that Peter comes across as self-assured. He's not afraid to make a bold statement. This is all good. But some of what comes along with that is a false confidence in himself in his own strength, in his own ability to come through. We saw that in the text from John 13, where Peter said to Jesus, Why can't I follow you, Lord? I'll lay down my life for you. Well, Peter has no idea how weak he actually is. And today's text gives the account of Peter's failure, his weakness on display for everyone to see. In many ways, I can identify with Peter's confidence, his boldness, his willingness to call it like he sees it. I can also identify with having had at different times in my life a false confidence in my own ability to come through. And I can identify with failing miserably. I assume many of you hearing this are in the same boat. As much as we'd like to think we're strong, we're capable, the fact is that we are very weak. And given the right set of circumstances, we are prone to failing miserably. Paul actually writes about this in Romans chapter 7. He's talking about the battle that he has with his own flesh, with his own sinful nature. In chapter 7, verse 18, he says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And right here, Paul is putting his finger on human nature. The same human nature that caused Peter to think he was this big stud, but then to fail miserably. The same human nature that you and I run up against day in and day out. The good news is, and I won't get into this too far because we'll cover it when the Daily Dose gets to the book of Romans. When you turn to chapter 8 in Romans, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, even though we fail miserably, even though Paul failed miserably, even though Peter was weak and failed miserably, despite the other great things that God allowed him to do. His sin will not be counted against him because he's in Christ. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. My prayer is that you are in Christ, therefore clothed in his righteousness, forgiven of your sin, assured of a place in heaven. And if that's true, the condemnation, the sting of failure that we see in Peter's life, the sting of failure that we experience in our own doesn't have to last because we're covered, we're good, and that's the God. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.